At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Slaying self-doubt is a vision from God to empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to walk into their God-given purpose. I use my platform to inspire, encourage, and uplift. I will also use my platform and my voice to take a stand and encourage action at this critical time. I stand with other podcasters so that we can combine our voices to take a stance against racism and police brutality. Enough is enough. There's several ways that you can get involved and use your voice. I'll make sure I put that information in the show notes. You're listening to the Slain self Doubt Podcast, where we empower Black women to overcome their fears, doubts, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Talika Wood is a mom to three beautiful children and a wife of 10 years. Her passion and desire for a healthy family began when she became a young single mom. It was during that time that she made a personal commitment to raise children that wouldn't need to heal from their childhood. Join us as we talk about her journey and how she parents intentionally. Welcome back to another episode of the Slain Self Doubt Podcast. I am here with Salika Wood. So for those of you all that don't know... I have a special connection with Salika Wood. I've known her her whole entire life. I practically raised her pretty much. I'm like her third mother. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it is. Um, you, yes. Oh, yes. Or like fourth, fourth mom. <laughs> I'm the youngest of all of them, but I'm definitely like, I'm up there in like her top two people. Like it's me and then. And me. Then my birth mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Wait, I mean, talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but you all know her as No Ordinary Mom. Hey, girl. Hey. I can't believe I'm finally here. I know. I know. So we're going to talk about you guys' favorite thing. Well, her favorite thing, my favorite thing, intentional parenting. But before we get started, um, we're going to get to know Salika a little bit more. So, um, Salika, can you tell us a little bit? This sounds feels so weird, me calling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So, like I said, this is my sister cousin. We know everything about everything with about each other so 
I probably only call her Salika with me to the grave. I know. I probably only call her Salika like never. <laughs> so if you hear some nicknames come out of here, you know, just just keep listening. That's all you gotta do. Just keep yeah. listening. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with No Ordinary Mom, the brand? So, as she mentioned, my name is Salika. That's that's my birth name, but everybody <laughs> calls me Peaches. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm 37 years old, and I have three children, and um, an awesome, awesome husband. We've been married for 10 years, and I feel like No Ordinary Mom just kind of accidentally happened. I don't, I, I consider myself to be an intentional parent, but mm-hmm. when I say accidentally, it's like I was just doing what... Um, like I didn't, I didn't realize that me sharing like my journey and stuff on social media or just sharing things that I learned before yeah. even social media, like just being like out and having conversations with people, like it was impactful yeah. to them. So that's why, <clears throat> excuse me. That's what I mean when I say, I think it kind of like accidentally happened. And then after a while, it was just like, wow, hmm, if I just share what I've learned, um, and encouragement to people and, um, just kind of invite people into this journey because it's not all about just like teaching anybody. It's just kind of like sharing your journey. It was like, okay, this could be something. So that's how No Ordinary Mom was like formed. That's good. Well, you know, I've definitely learned a lot from you, even though I'm the wise one of us all. Um, but you have <laughs> you have shared some wisdom, you know, with me. Um, and so I can, I'm so proud of you because I've been able to see how this whole thing kind of birthed into um, something way bigger than what either one of us could have imagined. And that is just, just to see like yeah. your extension and how people are really impacted by it and picking up on certain things. And it's sometimes it's just the little stuff, you know what I mean? Like everybody, I think we all achieve to try to be the best version of ourselves in every way possible. And parenting is a big deal. One of the things that you always say is that you want to um, raise adults who don't have to, uh, Recover from, from their childhood. Recover from their childhood. And so that's a big deal because we adults recover from our childhood. <laughs> but that's the truth. Most people, most people ended end up like spending the first 10 years of their adult lives trying to recover from something, you know, some yeah. type of trauma or just just recover, period. Whether it be like emotionally, just like fracturing yeah. that's happened while you were a kid. Some people, um, that you spend a lot of time just trying to recover from that. And so I'm just kind of like, what would happen if I raised fully complete, you know, completely, uh, emotionally and physically, yeah. uh, mentally healthy children? Like, what if I put the work in now so that yeah. my children won't have to recover from it later? And that doesn't like, I think you said something about like everybody, you maybe didn't want to be the perfect <laughs> parent or something like that, but it's just like, yeah, but it, none of us are perfect, Yeah, but we can all, that doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to like wake up every, every day putting your best foot forward and really trying to just um just take care of the responsibility yeah. that God is giving you 
Yeah, no, that's a that's a great thing. I, I mean, I don't think that definitely perfection doesn't walk this earth. And even if we tried, we'd yeah. never be able to be because every kid is different. Right. And so whatever works yeah. with one may not work with the other. So you you know, I think it's just like you said, trying to make them whole people. Right. So they don't have to fill yeah. the spaces that were um, supposed to be filled by us. And then that helps them to be able to pass that on, not only to their children, but maybe even to, you know, their friends or it kind of just it kind of you know your cup runneth over it basically is what happens yeah. when you're full and that'll help them in every area of their lives when they you know become adults we getting ahead of ourselves yeah. Let me back up hold on <laughs> wait a minute and I also wanted to add that I think sometimes that even even trying to you know strive to raise children they won't have to recover from their childhood um, raise adults that won't have to recover from their childhood. Um, I think it takes like a lot of introspective work. I feel like me being a young mom, I mean, I was 19 when I got pregnant with my oldest daughter mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like, I felt like I had to unlearn so many things. Like yeah. I, I said this before um, on other platforms, but I just hate when people um, like say they did something. They don't even know why they do something. I just yeah. did it because my mama did it and her mama did it and her mama's mama's did it. Yeah. Like there's value in legacy. There's value in experience, but you got to like take a look at yourself to yeah. say like, why am I doing this? Does this actually work? Yeah. Is my child like really responded to this? Does this make me feel good? Yeah. Am I able to like, sleep sleep comfortably knowing that i um you know exhibited certain behaviors like i think it takes a it, it takes you have to be bold and kind of create a plan for what it is that you want and you know what your parenthood journey will look like and kind of go with that and not just do things just because especially in the black community yeah i mean we will do we will keep up some traditions i still ain't stepping on the crack because i don't want to break my mama back <laughs> You know, so, yes, you know, we'll split no poses. How you'll put your purse yeah. on the floor. Uh, you, you know, no, but I, you think about that. You think you think about the things that, like, all jokes aside, like yeah. people do in their households. Like, you know, it's just crazy. It yeah. doesn't even make sense. We don't even know why we're doing it. It's just like, okay, well, uh, I'm just doing it because that's that's what my mother did to me, and I yeah. turned out fine. Like, yeah. I'm not really sure you did. Yeah, and depending, and like you said, the whole like self work and self awareness is a key part to being intentional. So let's back up a little bit. You shared a little bit about your the beginning of your journey. So how has self doubt showed up in your parenting journey? Um, I would say just like any other parent, no matter what kind of like plans you try to come up with or what you think it's going to look like, um, you doubt yourself because you want to be, um, you know, certain, certain things that have happened in my, in my parenting journey would make me think like, uh, you know, dang, I didn't make the right decision yeah. for that, you know, with that, um, and you wish you could turn back the hands of time and that will like simple, like occurrences or things well for me anyway will yeah. make me rethink everything like mm. okay like how could I have let this happen yeah but um I think that what's helped me like kind of conquer that is making peace mm. with just the way God has set things up like, yeah. a lot of times like things won't make sense in the while you're looking at them in but the present, when you get, yeah yeah in the present time it won't make sense but then when you take time to look back on your journey so mm. i'm like okay now i'm 17 years in when i look back i'm just like oh this is why that happened yeah. because of this and you learn from it and you make peace with it and you move on um 
so yeah that i mean i think that it's just whenever mistakes happen things with well no i'm not even gonna say mistakes because it's life life happens yeah. um we're all human we don't all make the best decisions yeah. um but yeah that things like that make me doubtful but yeah. then i try to redirect my my thoughts and know and like reaffirm myself that like god has created me to do this god is trusting me to do this he's given he's equipped me and this is in every area of my life not just parenting yeah um i think we gotta hype ourselves up sometime no that's yeah that is very very true because you can definitely those things will definitely just take you off course for a second if you allow it to but if you know that Mm -hmm. you know what you have been called to do and you know whether it's in your job it's being married it's in your relationships with your friends and family and your kids all of those things like we are where we are because that's where ex- exactly where he wants us to be. And I think, you know, we just have to be reminded of that and just take take polls. But I, I love the way yeah. that you said, like, that you have to come to peace with it because a lot of times that's something that we miss, right? Like, we know mm-hmm. that there's things that we could have done better, but just coming to grips with it, understanding it, and being at peace with the decision that we made previously. Because you can't go back. Like, it is what it is now. It's already happened. You just have to be able to move forward. Um, So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? Do you want immediate access to new episodes, products, events, and freebies? Join the Slaying Self Doll family today at www.feliciawallace.com. That's www.p-h-i-l-i-c-i-a-w-a-l-l-a-c-e.com. Um, oh, my parenting journey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. My, my parenting journey, I, I would say that I have learned that self-control is everything. A mm. lot of times we'll try to control, like, the actions of um, our children and, yeah. you know, that so many like tiger moms out here but really like people don't don't take the time to say okay if i a lot of times you'll hear parents say my child they're not listening they're not mm. doing this or they're not doing that or you know they it's certain behaviors like that they're exhibiting but when you take a look at it it's just kind of like what am how am i contributing yeah. to this yeah um so i think that the the biggest thing that i've learned is um I don't need to control my children or the people mm-hmm. around me. Once I master self-control, I don't, and, and I teach my children self-control. I don't have to worry about controlling them because yeah. I taught them self-control. You won't need me to do this because if I'm always trying to control your every move, your every thought, um, I, I feel like when I'm no longer able to do it, then you're looking for somebody else. Yeah. To do it. You're not ever trusting your yourself. Your self, so I'll, yeah. I'll find myself, often like, um, especially with my teenage daughter, but I do it even with my younger kids, my um, seven and eight year old, I mean, seven and nine year old, you know, they'll ask me, so what do you think about this? And, or what should I do about that? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask them, even though I have an opinion, obviously, like, what do you think you should do? Yeah. How, how do you think you should handle it? Because ultimately they got to know, they got to learn to trust their own gut and not yeah. just what I think that they should do. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think that, um, and that's teaching them something that they'll need, you know, like all the the things that we do when it, as I'm learning in like parenting is that everything that you're teaching your kid, everything that you're an example of and what you're doing is so they become these whole, as best as you can, whole complete adults in every form of fashion. So it's all important because they got to be able to learn self-control in a lot of situations and they have to be able to trust them themselves and you have to equip them with you know empower them to be able to trust what they know because 
uh, you know, a lot of times my kids, will, they'll not necessarily check me or some stuff, but I'll be like, you know what? I, I didn't even think about it that way because we think differently. And so even actually like what you were saying before about how certain traditions are, whatever have you like, I grew up a certain type of way. My parents raised me a certain way. And even the things that I'm trying to like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. It, the result of it or how it shows up in my kid is differently. And so if they're able to pull something back into me, I'm able to be able to be like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even think about that and like turn it around. And I think that that also goes to self-awareness as as well as that you can learn from your kids because they are their own person. And so instead of trying to, like you said, control them to be like exactly how you want them to be, you have to allow them to become themselves and who it is that God created them to be. And, you know, that, you know, it take, it takes some work because sometimes you'd be like, should I, is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. But I feel like the more like that I, I do the introspective work and, you know, take steps to heal myself, the stronger mm-hmm. my children become. Like, you can change a whole generation. Yeah. Like, if we just put the work in now. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have so many, like, generational curses that are going on. Um, and, like, what if we can, we, what if we can break those things by, by the work that we do? Yeah, no, that's, that is so, that's, I think one of the, um, I've been saying a lot of stuff about like breaking generational curses. And one of the things that I think I've shared on here before is that last year, your family and my family both did a, a family money challenge. Um, and for oh, us, yeah. me and my husband, like that's a huge thing for the both of us. We both grew up differently, mm-hmm. but for both of us, we're like, you know, being financially responsible and that being a big part of being able to take care of yourself, being able to grow your money, do different things like that. Uh We, we, often instill those things into so we don't keep you know there's certain things that we tell them certain things we don't tell them but they understand like how much stuff costs when they ask can we do this can we do that we're able to be able to say okay so if we have this much money and this costs this much how you know what do you think what you think is the best decision to make and and being able to have them say you know what that that you know we need to save the money so we can do this and stay like that's how you instill it now so that when they get older they're thinking about it like I'm not I don't need to spend money on this versus that like I want to save it I want to invest it whatever the case may be and um that was a big thing for me because that was something I didn't learn as a kid and neither did my yeah. husband. Um, but we both said our kids was like super excited to be able to one, see the money grow mm-hmm. and see that we could actually do it. And so even if you take that and you put it into like, you know, their spiritual growth or their physical growth or their, you yeah. know, mental, all of those things is like, they all create one whole person. Um, so yeah. Yeah. it's it, all of I, it is I important. Wanna- one of the things that I try to, you know, when we're talking about breaking generational curses, mm-hmm. I, one of the things I really try to focus on a lot, my husband and I, um, is connection. Mm. Like, I feel like because that's something that was met, that we missed growing up, he and I, yeah. um, just connection with your, you was your connected family. connected to me. Huh? No, yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about immediate family. Oh, yeah, true, <laughs> no, true. yeah, thank God. For, I thank God for your family. I mean, because I was able to have a whole different. Like, I have. I feel like that's a third experience I've had in my life. Like, You're you know, you had. I had because my parents were divorced. I had one type of experience here, another yeah. here, and then your family was like the third experience for me. Um, but I'm thankful for the connection that I have with your family as well as um. Sit, um the, your family and your parents. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's something that I really try to instill. We try to instill in our kids because it's something that we felt like we missed when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and when I say connection, it's not just only about making memories, but we want our kids to know, like we put in a lot of work to make the, allow them to feel valued mm-hmm. in, in our household. Yeah. So I'm, I'm praying that that's something that they will take along with them, you know, for the generations to come. That's a, that, that is huge. So, um, what is, what does intentional parenting mean to you? What, what do you, what is your definition of that? Thank you for tuning in every week. Your support does not go unnoticed. If you truly love this podcast, please remember to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, I felt like intentional parenting to me is like, I'm not just doing things fly by night. You know, I'm not just like winging it. You know, even on the times that I want to, I want to wing it. Like, I'm not going to always get things right, but I'm very mindful and conscious of what I say and what I do. Um, And it's, it's, it's really just kind of like centered around like understanding and respect and empathy Mm. instead of just like being an authoritative parent. And, you know, you do what I say, you're going to give me respect because I'm your mother. No, I want to respect you and I want you to respect me, but I'm not, it's not, it goes far beyond just those words. It's a, it's a, it's a verb in this house you know what I'm saying um and so yeah so that's what I mean when I say intentional it's it's that intentional connection that conscious that conscious parenting that I'm I'm disciplined for us doesn't look like us raising our hand and sending you know beating you popping you spanking you whatever you want to call it and sending you on your on your way it's going we we always we're always going to seek connection yeah. before correction yeah like we want to get down to the root of the problem so that we're not repeating we're not having these same conversations or these same occurrences or whatever is going on like we want to get to the root of it so we can all move on yeah so we 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 handle it that way so that's that's what intentional parenting looks like to me that's really good i think that um a lot of times like what you were saying before that we take stuff from before and we <clears throat> excuse me um just bring it into us because it's what we know right um and so mm-hmm. when do you think that at and in your parenting journey did that light bulb go off i know you said um we'll get to no ordinary mom but like when did that light bulb go off for you that just like i could do this different i don't have to continue to like what was the the like the aha moment for you i'm not sure that it was actually like an aha moment mm-hmm. but it was it was more so gradual i really think that i would have to say probably when my daughter my oldest daughter was maybe maybe like 4 four or so and I just I don't yeah it wasn't a light bulb situation I just started learning more Mm. I started reading more I I started like being surrounding myself with different types of parents and Mm. reading like I remember being part of like these um like the baby center bulletin boards and um the the digital boards and just kind of seeing how other people were doing things yeah and I was able to kind of like uh eat the meat and throw away the bones it was kind of that like that situation like oh Mm. let me try this and see if it worked and I started getting different results Mm. um with with things and so yeah, I think it's just the more the more I learn and grow and explore and really study my kids, yeah. that has helped me in my journey instead of just thinking it's like a one size fits all thing. But I can't remember a moment where it was just like a light bulb went off. But um, yeah, it was definitely something that gradually happened. And I do remember there was one thing it wasn't a light bulb of course again. <laughs> but there was one there was one thing now that I'm I'm talking about it and when my daughter my oldest daughter's 
um, dad passed away. Mm. I can remember, um, I can remember reading something that it was like around that time, like probably the same week that he passed away, it was reading something that said our primary goal uh, for raising children should be to teach them to live without us. Mm. And I was like, I remember feeling like so inspired by that because her dad had just passed away. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, dang, what if that was me? Yeah. Like, what have I left her with? What have I, like, yeah, she knows I love her, but yeah. what, like, have I left her with any skills? Have I taught her everything that she needs to know to be yeah. able to live without me? Because it's easy to have, you know, when you have your kids, you just want to keep them in this little bubble. You wish <laughs> yes. you could yeah. protect them from anything. And it's just like, nah, I can't do that because, you know, when he passed away, what it was unexpected and yeah you just feel like hey what what have i done so i remember feeling like okay i'm going to teach her how to wash clothes yeah she's going to how to wash dishes like she was eight she was eight years old and so as time has went on i have tried to teach her everything that i know as it you know it's become yeah. age appropriate right but i try to teach her everything i know with that in the back of my mind like one day i'm not going to be here and yeah. i want her to live and i want her to be confident like yeah. not what am i going to do my mom is gone yeah. but i'm going to be okay even though my mom is gone yeah no that's really that's that is that's the huge right because we know a lot of adults who don't like as you when you were thinking about when you said the thing about washing the clothes i remember being like i don't know like 10 or 11 probably when i started washing clothes or whatever and it was like this thing in I the little next to the washing machine and dryer and it was like a list of like i mean it was exact like how to put this how to do this how to do that and i remember being like she already told us this i said mom why you got this on the wall like we know how to do it. she's like oh that's for you that's for your father <laughs> And I was like, he don't know how to wash clothes. And she was like, no, he never had to. And, you know, raising yeah. boys, I think about that, like, no, y'all going to learn how to do some things that traditionally moms do or, or it's yeah. perceived as that women are responsible for. And I'm like, no, you need to be able to take care of yourself. You have to clean, you got to cook, you have to wash your clothes. You need to do the things to be able to take care of yourself because, when my time is done from parenting you and I, cause the relationship mm -hmm. shift, because after a certain period mm -hmm. of time, I believe that our job, our job is to be your parent, but not to continue to parent you. Like that's, those are two different yeah. things. And when we get to that point, hey. I'm not responsible for your parenting, right? You have mm -hmm. to be able to do things on your own. And I, it's my responsibility to give you that. Do you want a daily reminder that we are on this journey together? The Slain Self-Doubt Apparel and Accessory Line is your everyday reminder that we are finding our fears and slaying them. Click the link in the show notes to start shopping today. Yeah, and I was going to say, and it even goes beyond that. I mean, we're talking about like practical life mm -hmm. skills, just like, you know, cooking and cleaning and being able to wash clothes. But it's like, okay, what about, I remember when my daughter was 14, like I went and took her into, to, to open her first bank account. Like, you mm. need to know what it's like, like with if you be spending this money, you're going to have an overdraft fee. <laughs> right. And you know what I'm saying? And you're going you to you're gonna have to pay for that. Like, I think it's just teaching them those type of things too. How how to write a check, even though people ain't writing checks no yeah. more, how to pay a bill, like exposing them to those things so that they know it. I would recently, I actually was talking to your husband, Ryan, about it. And we were talking about like um, credit scores and stuff like that. And I was like, I bore her into the room. You know, she's about to be 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I showed her like my credit score. This is how this works. Like a 
lot of times, like, and especially in our community, we so secretive yeah, about things. Yeah. And then we just expect our kids to grow up and just learn it. Like, nah, you need to know this, this like matters. And this is, this is what mine is. And so you can, you know, so what you can strive, because <laughs> I work very hard <laughs> on my credit score, <laughs> but you, this is something you can strive, strive to have. <laughs> No, but you know, when I was, I started talking to her about um, co-signing on loans mm. and things like that. Like yeah. we have to, we have to teach them these things so they don't have to learn the hard way. Yeah, and those are very like we laugh about it, but those are very important conversations because, like I said earlier, that's something that was not taught to me. So. Um, yeah. Those are things that I work very hard for what my credit score now is too. And can't nobody mess that yeah. up. But if you don't understand the value of right. your credit score, right? Or the value of being able to take care of yourself, the value of being, you know, um, one of, you know, being whole in so many different ways. Um, it, they don't, they have to be able to understand that now because as an adult, like you, we said in the beginning, you're trying to figure all those things out now. Like the whole journey of slaying self-doubt is the fact that, you know, for me, I've had this conversation with my parents. One of the things that probably wasn't, you know, and it's not even now in the black community is something that people don't talk about, but like your mental health and like your emotional well-being, all of those things are connected, right? And so if I can look at my child and say that he's anxious, I'm pretty yeah. sure he got it from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I can look at my parents and say, uh, well, I see that y'all have some, <laughs> some anxiousness. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you saw it in me as a kid, but what did you do about it? So now, you know, one of my biggest things, especially because I have boys, is like getting them to understand, like, I need you to be able to feel whatever it is you feel, get it yes. out, let's talk about it, and you don't have to hold that in. You can tell me, you can, uh, you know, and I'm going to share my story uh -huh. with you. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in my journey of um, parenting is being transparent because they don't think that we understand anything, right? They think that we just was born adults, which is always really crazy to me because I'm like, aren't you a kid? And don't you know that you grow up, you know? But I'm like, these are the things so that when you become an adult, you're aware of it. You know what you're feeling. This is what's happening. And I'm able to see myself and my kids. And then also like, you know, kind of do some self-evaluation and be able to say, all right, yeah. you know, if I see this in them, then there's a piece of me that is with them. What, what do I need to do yeah. so that I show up differently for them? So they show up differently for themselves. Um, and I think that yeah. that is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a major responsibility, you know, but you know, I love it. So, um, yeah, no, yeah. no ordinary mom. How did I know that came accidentally? You say, how did you get started with like, <laughs> you know, just like sharing your story or even wanting to put that out there? Because, you know, social media can be, it can be all, all the things, right? And yeah. so something as uh -huh. private or something as um, sensitive, I guess. Uh, is your parents because people will just judge every single thing right um how did you how were yeah. you able to just share that knowing that like all right i'm just gonna put this out there um and was the intention to inspire other people or was it just to say like you know what was the intention how do you think i always felt like i just want people to i, I never want to tell anybody how to parent or how to be how to right. give any 
Like, I don't want to tell you how your marriage should be, how your parenting should be, any of those things. I feel like just how I've had those moments along the way from just learning and just being exposed to different things. I always want people to feel like I, I share with the intent of it may, maybe it will inspire somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody will say, hmm. I never thought about it that yeah, way. Yeah. Let me try this. Now, if it don't work for you, then that's cool too. Yeah. I'm like completely okay with that. But I think that I've always just been like a share. I'm the, even outside of this parenting realm, I'm that person you say, uh, you know, I like your shoes. Where'd you get them from? Girl, Forever 21, go all the right. way in the back. The third row. For, like, I want yes. you to win. <laughs> I want, I'm going to share whatever I, whatever I have learned. I'm that person who always share a link. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like with my parenting journey, um, just, me sharing on social media that is all i'm doing i'm not telling you how to do it i'm yeah. telling you what i do yeah. what has worked what hasn't worked and if you decide to to give it a go or maybe even if it's not just to try it how i've i've done it but yeah. it inspire you to try a different way then do that i want you to do what works for you so that's how i have i have no issue um like sharing those that, that part of my life on social media because i'm like this is my story i'm not t- trying to tell you anything I'm not trying to tell you what you should be doing, but it's crazy that you said that um, people will judge you. Like I get messages in my DM all the time. A lot of times it's like people thanking me for certain mm-hmm, things that mm-hmm. I may have shared and um, they're just so thankful that they've been able to work. I mean, that it's worked for them or they'll send me something asking me like, <laughs> like Dear Abby type stuff, <laughs> like questions like, this is what's going on. What do you think I should do? And I just, it'd be like, it'll be people that I don't even know, yeah. but I feel honored that they would even trust me to like speak into their lives even in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I've also had people who come in there and say, well, you know, even the Bible say you should do this or you should do that or whatever. And it's just kind of like, I'll just, I would give you, all I can share with you is my experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can do. I can't do any more than that. No, that's, so. that's true. And I've seen all the things that you've shared. You know, like I said, I've been a part of this journey, you know, way before y'all <laughs> seen it. But um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> Um, but I think it's definitely very inspirational and, and you can tell that you're intentional about, you know, creating experiences, creating memories, like you said earlier, like making your kids feel valued and, um, knowing that, that you, you, like you take your job as their parent and, you know, very, very seriously. And I think that that's one of the things that our kids have, especially just, you know, everything that's going on in society right now and just, um, like for them knowing that they're safe with us, right? Because that's some things that a lot of kids can't necessarily say. And so, you know, I know everybody probably thanks you for creating this, that platform to be able to just share your testimony because it's difficult. Like, do you, you know, you know me, you've been on this journey and it's been like, you done had to tell, girl, if you don't hurry up and just do that, if you don't just... <laughs> put that stuff out there you know but you realize that sharing your story sharing what it is that you've gone through has been able to you know touch the lives of different people and be able to just give people a different way to think I think that you know if you use it in a positive way you know social media that is then it'll definitely be something that people can like you said earlier eat the meat and throw away the bones like whatever works for you works for you um so how can other parents who are listening to this who you know just want so ne- even I know we talk about intentional parenting but I think just being intentional in general um, regardless of whatever it is is important um, but how can 
people start to take like some practical steps to be intentional in their parenting because you know you got some people kids are like teenagers whatever age group they are and they may have felt like I've done everything up until this point um what is some things that you think would be helpful for them to be able to just kind of like say let me pause let me take a step back and try something different if what I'm doing is not working Want to connect with me before the next episode drops? Come follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Slaying Self Doubt. I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, two things came to mind when you um, asked that. Um, one of the things that I th- I don't I, I don't think it's ever too late to start to just kind of like shift shift the atmosphere yeah um, if something is going on that you really you know isn't you you see that your connection with your your children is um lacking but i think that one of the things is kind of creating a plan creating um some type of outline of what what does it what does this look like what would your relationship look like to you um, with your children mm. if in a perfect world i think yeah. starting there to say like dream it's kind of like how we we all do these vision boards yeah like, yeah what would, your, what would your family vision board be and I think it just having start in there, one of, um, I always recommend this workbook. It's called Intentional Parenting by Doug Fields. And it is an amazing um, resource. And one of the things that I love about it so much is, is it kind of prompts you to ask yourself and your family these certain questions. Mm. Um, so you can create your own plan. It's not one of those self-help books that's going to yeah. tell you like, yeah, this is what you need to be doing. But it's tr- it, it helps you to personalize your family experience. Wow. And it covers everything from spirituality to money to connection to all of those things. And it's, a, it's, it's so, so good. Um, and it's, it's something you can go through slowly mm-hmm. to, to create your family plan. So yeah. I, that's a great starting point right there. Um, and, and just, I would ask the tough questions to your kids. Mm. ask them what what would they like their family experience to look like kind of how, how would they grade you right <laughs> if, if they, what, what are some things that they would like to see changed or how do they best respond you know when when you do something when you you disobedient and you do something that you know that you you know that you have to be disciplined for what would you like the discipline to look like and i mean you know you got kids going to say well i just wish you would just let me go on right. my <laughs> give me and let me go on but you know i mean like yeah. really try to dig deeper to see like what what how what makes them tick yeah what, what are the, what's their experience like try to look at it from their their eyes and i think that that's a great starting point too to see because you might be surprised you might be killing it yeah and don't even realize you maybe you don't need to change it yeah or maybe you just need like a little bit of tweaking yeah um those two things is where i would start those are really good. I like the fact that um, I'm definitely going to put a link in the show notes for the um, intentional parenting book. So um, and I like the fact that you that it's a personalized because I think a lot of times that we're all looking for these, like you said, self-help books of, you know, um, there's one thing for you that everyone who's, you know, been a mom and pregnant, we all read the what to expect when expecting book, right? And that takes yeah, you step yeah. by step that you like, oh, okay, this is week, you know, 27, I should be feeling this or whatever. And you looking <laughs> forward and you're not like, oh, okay. But when they get past that age, 
they, I mean, you know, once you give birth, every kid comes out differently. So their yeah. development is different. You know, all these things happen. Um, and so you have to be able to adjust and what works at five may not work at 10 because yeah. the other part is that your kid changes just the same yeah. way. We're not the same people that we were five years ago. They may be one way. They may still have some um, characteristics and some things that, you know, are still similar, but they're growing. And so we have yeah. to grow with them. Um, and I think that, so that, I think that's a, a great, Great, great thing. I'm going to definitely get that. Um, asking your kids the tough questions. Those are... <laughs> I've, I've had we've had an experience with that and we've had to ask the, and usually my kids are um, they, my kids are very honest so <laughs> they don't have no problem with telling us what we need to do better, what they would like you know um, and even sometimes I've asked the tough questions even in the midst of disciplining like okay yeah. you did this what do yeah. you think should happen to you and usually it's always I think you should just tell me not to do it again and let me go <laughs> and it's like no 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 really think about it like what would be you know and sometimes I just say okay if that's what you think we should do and you know once they got the hang of it then it was a whole different thing they was like oh well she gonna do whatever it is I say yeah <laughs> you, know. you know but it's one thing creating a plan you know parents you could be a single parent grandparents raising kids you know married family yeah it's one thing creating a plan for you know for your family but your kids are a part of your family yeah. so allowing them like giving them a voice i think is so valuable yeah it's not this isn't just something i'm just this is what this is what we're going to do like i value your opinion yeah yeah no i think that that's important because like i said earlier like they are people too right yes. and if they feel like they are part of it what you want from them will come a whole lot easier as yeah. well. We yeah. want certain, you want our kids to participate in, you know, keeping the house because it's their house. They live in yeah. it. You want them to participate. So we have to, you know, include them in the whole thing so that they understand that like this, whatever the reward is of you doing your work and, you know, pouring into us the same way we pour into you, they, they feel the, the, the happiness of it when they do something great or when something happens and they're able to be able to say, Oh, I know how to do this on my own. Yeah. or whatever and it's teaching them responsibility now you know what I mean yeah. as opposed to like okay now you 18 go out there and figure it out we mm -hmm. I, we all know plenty of 18 year olds that is like no that they're not like yeah. it's just the age you know and the law yeah. tells you that you're technically an adult at 18 we yeah. really know we don't we learn you know how many things I learned in my 30s <laughs> <laughs> right I have read I've read a meme earlier um this week that said um kids nowadays got too many opinions and I was just like, like and they it was admitted mm. in a negative way mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like that is like it was just saddening to read to me because I'm like dad kids can't have opinions you're right yeah people like you gotta wait till you're an adult to have an opinion right like, yeah nah. No, nah, I definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how can people connect with you um, if they want, you know, to you, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I love connecting with people on social media. So that is fine with me. Dear sales, maybe dear sales me. <laughs> dear, dear sales you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you should have like a whole, you you know, brainstorming <laughs> right now, but you should have a whole like segment or something like that. Like once a week, a dear sales so that people can <laughs> use that time. You can answer those questions, you know, go live or something like that. See, yeah. this, you, know, you know, go ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. That would be good. Don't be trying to help me lay myself <laughs> out right now. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. It's a twofer over here. Okay. A twofer. <laughs> No, you can um, connect with me. The best ways to connect with me is on IG. 
um, at no underscore ordinary underscore mom. Um, that's, that's where I am. And you can um, also email me if need be at S-E-L-I-K-K-A at gmail.com. Nice. Maybe we'll do a, a maybe I'll, I'll do your first uh, dead sales. Oh, God. <laughs> we go. Oh, gosh. Yeah, your first question is going to be, <laughs> how do I get my son to stop screaming to the top of his lungs on Fortnite? <laughs> Help. <laughs> Yes, that's probably exactly we'll what it's no going to be. Right. Exactly. He wake up and say, Mommy, my throat. I was like, well, if you wasn't yelling like you was <laughs> outside, then maybe you would under your throat would be just fine. He'd be having to take a break, child. I'd be having to yeah. let him know, like, sit down for a second. Don't talk for about an hour. That's what you gotta <laughs> not do. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, being transparent, all of those things. Um, Thanks for yeah. having Oh, you're welcome. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Like you've created a whole platform to really just push women and people forward. And I'm just very proud of you because I remember when this was just a little seedling and now it's like a full bloomed forest. So (laughs) I don't know if it's a forest, but it's at least a tree. Definitely a trail. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can we walk through the trails? Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're on your way. So I'm very proud of you. And thank you so much for just giving me um, a platform as well. Oh, sure. you're welcome. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Until next week, see ya. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.